0: Hey everyone, how's it going? My name is Jordan. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Lucky Dip podcast. If you've been here before, you know what it's all about. I'm the co-founder of Cryos Gaming, a Western Canadian esports organization. Currently, we uh, compete just in Rocket League. We have a content creator, but we're looking to you know do some new exciting stuff soon, build some nice community initiatives and things like that. For those of you who are new, we talk about esports, we talk about gaming, we talk sometimes about creativity, things going on in the, in the tech world, business world, actually that's a lie, I've never talked about that. The only reason I was saying that is because it was trying to set me up for what I'm talking about today, which is going to be, I guess it's tech, but I'm going to be talking about the metaverse, cryptocurrency, and NFTs, but hold on right there folks, if, you, if you're sitting here and you're a gamer, and you're like, what does this have to do with me, I'm going to loop this all back. Every time I talk about one thing, I'm going to loop it back to gaming and gamers, okay? This podcast is mostly focused on gamers and esports, and I'm not going to leave you guys hanging. I'm bringing you along the journey with me, and here's like a I well, I don't know what it's called, disclosure? Full disclosure, I'm completely, completely new to this stuff. In fact, I barely understand it, as I'm sure a lot of people don't understand it either, so today I'm not going to try to explain necessarily the intricacies of what it is and give advice on investing. I haven't invested in anything. I'm not doing that. But I, I kind of just want to explain my basic knowledge of it so I can understand it more. So maybe it can open up the conversation. And I just kind of want to show how how this idea of, of the metaverse and, and NFTs and all these you know hot keywords or not hot keywords. What, what would that be called? Keywords, I suppose. I don't know. You know those you know those times when there's like certain words that people use that are just like the the hot words. I, I know that's not the right term for it, but it's a thing that people do and they get clicks and like everybody hears about it and they're like, "Oh, NFTs, NFT this, NFT that." Regardless, I'm just going to try to talk about it and really it's the gaming because the reason I'm talking about this is is I had an experience with the metaverse the other day. And it kind of got these wheels turning in my head, these, this old brain of mine, this old 23-year-old brain of mine wrapping around this whole idea, this whole notion, because, because previous to this interview that I did, I had no idea really what the metaverse was. I listened to a couple of podcasts, you know, I've heard the word NFT, as I'm sure a lot of you have before, you've heard of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, just like I have. I had a meeting with some people about nfts and and trying to like just i'm just trying to learn you know i like learning and then also there's you know the possibility down the line for whatever i do i like to see if i could ever turn it into business or or making money off of it and right now i'm not pulling the trigger on anything because it's so new and confusing and and kind of scary so i'm not doing anything yet but i'm trying to learn and i think this is a great way to have a conversation with all of you and to relate it back to gaming and esports And it just kind of explained how it's not that far-fetched of an idea, especially for us gamers, because we understand this whole space. We've been virtually competing and virtually, you know, meeting with friends and doing quests and campaigns in a virtual space for, for years. I mean, I've been playing video games for 10 plus years, right? I've been immersed playing the Wii right where you can you can use movement with the Wii and, and all that and I've played with uh, the Xbox connect back in the day where again it would like use your bodily movements whatever you're doing you go play uh, volleyball and everything so like I've had a little bit of experiences with this throughout my life and if some of you have Oculus Rifts or any other VR goggles you have way more experience than I do where the PlayStation 4 sorry it could be PlayStation 5 I think they also have a VR so Lots of you are probably even more immersed in this space than I am, and I think there's really a lot of connections between gaming and the metaverse, because when I didn't, ex- I didn't understand what the metaverse was, I was like, oh, this is so different, but then the more I learned about it, the more I'm like, oh, this is we, we're, we're, we've already been living in the metaverse as gamers. We already have. Now, that's a bit of a long-winded intro, but uh, what I was trying to say with that whole, if you're new here and stuff, or if you're returning... Leave, leave a good rating, leave some, leave some comments in whatever listening platform you're listening on. I'd really appreciate that. Leave a five-star review. That helps people see the podcast, lets people listen to it, lets people hear it. This, this podcast can be heard on any listening platform. That's why I use Anchor, who's the sponsor of this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. They're not the sponsor. You know what I was thinking of doing, though? Like, just for fun, is back when I was in, back when I was in school... I had this one class where all we would basically do was go into the front of the class. Oh, well, we did other things. But, you know, you would go to the front of the class for like an assignment and you would do ad reads, you know, so it was just practicing how to articulate and how to like say things with passion, in a sense, based off of people. It basically, it, it was trying to take words off paper and making them come to life. And it was kind of fun. It was like a fun experience. And like it would be a real ads. Like there was a website where you could find like real ads. But they were old ads. So they're not run anymore. And you would just, you could practice speaking. And I kind of thought it would always be funny for this podcast. But also a way to show sponsors, hey, look, I can do good ad reads. Is to just read random ads. And, you know, maybe that would be for my own esports organization. Or I'll just find random things or make them up. Just so it sounds professional. But then I was like, eh, I don't know if I feel like doing that. You never know. I mean... It might be fun. Next episode is also episode 30, so that's going to be exciting. Okay, I'm going to stop uh, randomly blabbering, and we're going to hop into this. This podcast is going to be split up into three separate sections. First section, we're going to talk about the metaverse in general. The second section, we're going to talk about cryptocurrency very briefly, because I don't understand that at all. And then the third, we're going to talk about NFTs and within each section as i said earlier i'm going to relate it back to gaming and esports and how it's and how we can understand this probably better than most i'm also standing for this one again you know that when i stand and i'm doing the podcast sometimes i get a little off track i'm also staring outside my window right now where you know there's been snow on the ground for a few days but now it is melting and it looks like it's an absolute downpour but it's just cuz all of the all of the snow on the roof of my condo complex is like melting right onto my balcony and it's like super distracting. The snow's all melted. It's a little windy out today. Hey, that's what happens when you live in the Okanagan, I guess, right? You get a bit of a bit of cold snaps and and you get a bit of heat too. All right, metaverse. Let's go right into this. So this this is what sparked the whole thing. As I said, I did an interview with a, a local company here in the Okanagan Who are making the metaverse for everyone essentially so they're making it so okay let me rewind for a second just kind of explain what they do so when the pandemic kind of hit everybody went online everybody went virtual and that that really uh, fast forwarded the the virtual space because everybody went from especially for big companies and stuff everybody went from working in an office to working in a home office and doing Zoom meetings or Google Meets or whatever other meeting platform there is. And some people really like that, some people don't like that at all. Big corporations like that now because they realize they don't need to rent these big buildings and they can just have people working remotely and they can keep track of a lot of times what you're doing through your computer and stuff so they can just keep track of efficiency and whatnot I suppose. I don't know, that's just things I've heard. Some people really like working remotely because they don't need to drive. They don't need to commute to an office. They don't need to live in the same city as the place that they work. They can go move around if they want to. They can, you know, that's why a lot of people moved here to the Okanagan, truthfully, uh, during the pandemic, because they can move to this nice place in the middle of BC where there's lakes everywhere. The weather's nice. They're surrounded by mountains. That's what my cousin did. She moved from Calgary, where I'm from. She moved here and she works for a company in Toronto but it doesn't matter because she's, she's doing it remotely. And so, yeah, it really opened up a lot of opportunities. And what these people did is they, they took the time during the pandemic to start making a shift from virtual meetings. That's in zoom where you feel like you're just part of a meeting or you're just viewing a meeting rather. And they're creating this virtual 3d metaverse for meetings. So in their program, you can you can look around. If you have, you can use it on your phone. I've done it on my phone. You can you can look at it on the computer. You can look at it on tablets. You can look on it with VR headsets, which is probably the best one. You know, so you're fully immersed. But what you do is is you have your avatars and stuff, and you you can choose whatever meeting space you're going to meet in. Uh, You can put your cameras on there, too, so you can have your actual camera and you can see your actual face above your avatar. You can move around, walk around, go to different meeting spaces. Their entire office, they showed me their office, their entire office is virtual. Like, they had a receptionist who actually works as a receptionist, but she's in the metaverse. Like, she's online. And... Yeah. And they can bring in products. They can change the backgrounds for anything they want for advertising and stuff. You could look out the window and it could be like your actual office window if you wanted to, or you could have a view of whatever you want. So essentially they're trying to make it so instead of you just watching a meeting, you like you enter this virtual space and have a meeting where you can look around at everybody virtually and it's taking it from that 2D, right? Like, let's just say you're watching this meeting to being in the meeting virtually. And that kind of, that the more I was kind of learning about that, the more that it's kind of set off this curiosity and, and got these wheels turning. Uh, the more that you, the best way to learn anything is to teach others about it and to talk to people who know more than you about that subject and obviously do research. So the more that I was kind of talking about them, then I, a couple weeks ago, I had some meeting with some, like I said, I a meeting with some people who were doing an NFT project. Next week, I have a, an interview with a local NFT company who's, who's raising money for the uh bc spca for animals and so i'm just i I feel like i'm getting more involved with this so i'm trying to learn more and i I think it's just a a good time right now i'm at the very beginning to talk about it so i got a little off track there so what is the metaverse in general no facebook doesn't own the metaverse okay i know a lot of you might be thinking oh my goodness facebook this metaverse whatever they own it they don't own the metaverse what they're doing with facebook is, is entering the metaverse again and you know some people might think it's kind of crazy to to go into a 3D space uh, essentially the metaverse is a 3D space okay that's why it's called you know i i didn't know about these terms before but web 1 web 2 web 3 so for the past like 10 something years we've been in web 2 which is when everything online is more interactive there's social media but it's still in a 2D space web 3 which apparently we're heading into or we're starting right now is the internet as you know it, but fully immersive, which means you can have these virtual meeting spaces in a 3D environment where your avatar is there. You can look around, you know, NFTs are becoming a new thing, which you can incorporate into the metaverse. You can have virtual art galleries where people show off their NFTs. You can purchase things by actually looking at them. So instead of looking at a screen where you just see a picture, you can walk around this piece of art virtually. And starting off, it's going to feel a little weird. The graphics aren't going to be crazy. And it might not feel fully immersive because for the most part, we're still looking at it just on our screens. But in the future, I'm guessing when we start getting VR, a little more virtual reality goggles and all of this, it'll become more immersive where you can just look around with your head and see everything happening. Now, this stuff already exists, but it's not super accessible to everybody. Quite expensive, in fact. And it's not, the technology is not quite there. But I feel like that's what it's going to turn into because that's just the logical next step. Taking this 3D environment, but actually being able to look around and walk around and see things without having to hold your phone or without having to sit at your computer. So that's kind of what the metaverse is, at least from my understanding, is that it's part of Web3. It's a 3D environment. It's taking the internet as we know it and transforming it into 3d so it's taking websites that we know and making them more interactive making it so that we can be involved with it um now let me just look at my notes to make sure i don't get too off track so yeah and and here's the thing too this this also relates to nfts but we'll get to nfts in a second or a few minutes rather so Everybody who's online and right now like everybody basically especially since the pandemic this is why I'm saying it pushed forward this technology so much because everybody is online now you know I've conducted tons of interviews over zoom I've you know I my whole entire last year of university was completely online right so much of what we do these days especially with social media and everything is is connecting with people who are not even near you virtually and everybody who's on the internet has digital assets of their own this could be in the form of scripts you've written it could be in the form of the documents in google docs or or word that you've written that's a digital asset that you have it can be pictures that you put online pictures you post to social media pdfs that you've saved my entire business with Christ gaming is online we don't have a physical asset at all everything we own is digital assets whether that's videos we've made our logo that's online, our website's online, our social media's online, we meet online, we play online. The game we play, it's a video game. That's that's online or on land if you're in person, but it's it's a virtual space that we have. We have custom Christ cars, that's a digital asset that we have. So what this is essentially saying, at least the way that these guys explained it to me, these guys who own, uh, this business called Utopia VR, by the way, that's the business name. They were telling me that it's taking these digital assets and placing them into the 3D environment. I know I've probably said this like a hundred times, but I apologize for that. It's just how I explain things. So it could be, if you, if anybody's ever played Sims, it's, it's essentially a simulator. So it could be like, <laughs> this is where it kind of gets a little crazy and, and far-fetched to think of now because we're at the very beginning of it. So everything I have on my computer, right? I have a ton of stuff on my computer. That's what I'm saying, all my digital assets, my photos, my documents, everything, just sits on my computer in different files and stuff. But I think what these guys are telling me is that eventually it could be, I could create an a, an office space to have all of my digital assets. So I could like literally walk to this wall, virtually in 3D, and then click on all my photos and see them, or I could, turn, I could have Christ Gaming headquarters, online where everybody could, could actually meet there in person, well, virtually in person, but I could actually look over and see Alex and see, and see our Rocket League team and, and have things on the wall and have pictures and have our logo up and you know, have a meeting space in a sense, have watch parties, things like that. So it's almost taking these, these photos that you have in files or, or social media and making it more interactive in 3D. Again, this is where it's so new because I don't know what that would look like and I don't know the practicality Practical it is that a word practically? I don't know how you would use that because I don't necessarily well see I'm saying this right now But I don't really need to like look at my photos or, or see them in a 3d environment You know like I don't need to walk through my virtual condo space or my virtual office space to go look at my pictures I don't care if they're like file folders, you know what I mean? So I don't know. That's what I mean like it sounds really cool I just don't fully understand the use of it or like why you would do that because I just don't see the point for that at least That's just the way it was being explained to me. Now, here's where I want to relate this, the metaverse in general. So remember, the 3D virtual environment, you can interact with things, you can have your digital assets that you already have, but in this 3D space, you can meet with people where it feels like it's more in-person, it's in different environments, everything like that. Now, here's where, to me, I had this, it's not even an epiphany. I mean, when I say it, it's going to sound stupid, but... I feel like we've been living in the metaverse as gamers because the more that these people are explaining, saying you can have assets online, you can have customized this, you can have that. In Grand Theft Auto, which came out in 2013, 10 10 years ago just about, and any other video game too, but I'm gonna focus on GTA for a second. We've been doing that. In Grand Theft Auto, I have a custom avatar that I created. I own mansions that are mine. I own like 20 supercars that are customized the way that I want them. I have an office space in a skyscraper in downtown Los Santos where I, where I do heists. I can sit in that room with my friend Braden with his custom avatar, with his custom cars and we can meet in my virtual office space, sit down across from each other and plan a heist. And then we can go in and complete a heist together virtually and gain money from that in game that we can use to buy more stuff. So what I'm trying to say is this, this isn't a new idea, this whole metaverse thing. It's a new idea for the internet, right? And for people who aren't gamers, for your everyday life to have it virtually. But gamers, that's what I was saying at the beginning, we've been doing this for years. Everything they were explaining to me, I was like, I do that in Grand Theft Auto. Like it's not, it's, it's not my stuff as Jordan. It's not Jordan's stuff. It's my, it's my online avatar right? It's their stuff, but I'm the one who is playing it. I'm the one who's doing things. It's all custom. It's a whole virtual world. It looks like Los Angeles, but virtually. And you can meet with people and drive your cars and everything. So that's what I mean. It's not that far-fetched of an idea because we've been doing that. And now here's where I might be sounding stupid because I don't fully understand it, but is that not the same thing that people are trying to do now with the metaverse? Is that not the exact same thing as the metaverse? creating this virtual 3D environment where you can meet with people, where you can have your assets, where you can have all of this. I understand, yes, it would be more customized. And yes, it would be your stuff as, as you, the actual person in the metaverse. But it, I don't know. That's the thing that kind of like struck me. Is I, was just, I was just sitting there going, dude, I own mansions online. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I know it's not like my actual house mansion, like as me, but I've met with people online. I can stare at Brayden and I can shoot him in the face. Or, or we can drive around and rob banks. You know what I mean? But that's, that's what I mean. Like it, Virtually, we've been there doing things together. I own a nightclub in Grand Theft Auto. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know. That's where I think that the metaverse is, is not necessarily a new idea, but I think that it's taking the general internet and turning it into a video game in a sense. If anybody's ever seen Ready Player One... I mean, I know it's more futuristic and stuff, but I, I think that's kind of what everybody's going to go with, where you plug in, like in the real world, you plug into something or like the Matrix thing almost. I know these are because it's, you know, Hollywood, so it might be a bit more exaggerated, but you plug into something and then you, you live and interact in a, in a completely virtual space. And that's, I mean, that's what we've been doing. If you even think about uh, uh, one of the most recent movies, I think it's on Disney Plus, called Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. It's kind of the same thing again, where, you know, people are playing this video game, but then the whole movie is centered around the people in the video game who are like AIs and stuff and are real people to them. Sorry, that went way off track. That's not at all to do with what I'm talking about, I don't think. I lost my complete train of thought of everything I was just talking about. I got distracted thinking about Ryan Reynolds there. Uh <laughs> I don't know where I was going to go with this. So let's move on to the next thing. But essentially what I was trying to say, I'm saying essentially a lot because instead of going, um, essentially sounds better. Also, Alex says it and I've been meeting with him a lot this week. And when he keeps saying essentially, then I say essentially, and you know, people's uh, vocabulary rub off on me, but it's cool. That's how I learn. I'm like a sponge. So yeah, metaverse 3d virtual environments, gaming. We've been doing it. Um, Okay, the last thing I was going to say about that that I remember now is I I think that the metaverse is aimed at taking the whole entire internet, which is bigger than any video game, so I get that part, taking the entire internet, making it 3D space, making websites 3D, whatever it is, virtual, more interactive, and making it more accessible for everyone. Because just because I'm a gamer doesn't mean that everybody understands that. And not everybody plays video games, obviously. So I think the metaverse is trying to make it an accessible space for doing what we do as gamers but making it real because it's like your assets that you actually own and kind of like just a meeting space for everybody who just uses the internet versus just gamers in a virtual game, right? So, yeah, there is differences there. I hope that I explained that okay, but there is differences because in Grand Theft Auto, none of it's real as in it's just like my online persona through an avatar, but it's not anything that I actually own. So like, I don't have NFTs in there. I don't have any of my personal digital assets in there. Nothing I do there can translate to anything else. Whereas in the metaverse, it's like I could do like, you know, virtual meetings with people. I could actually like run a business through there. But yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Crypto, cryptocurrency. This is a thing that I don't really know much about, but all I know is that years ago, like I'm talking 2015 maybe, it was a long time ago. I think Brayden and I had just turned like 18, so it might have been a bit later than that. It might have been 2016 or something. But I remember we are standing at his house, and we Bitcoin's been out for a while, and even at that point, and we were sitting there going, we should just buy a bit of Bitcoin or invest in it or something. But we were both too scared to pull the trigger, so we didn't. It was very cheap back then. We had essentially, there's essentially again, we'd be very rich right now if we would have bought some shares way back then because now, to get a single, you know, Bitcoin, it's a lot, or to invest in it, it's a lot. But you don't know those things, you know? And investing's a risky risky game. And I you know, I have mutual funds and stuff, I have a little bit of investments, but not nothing crazy. I'm not a gambler either, so I guess I play it safe, very safe. And yeah, I don't want to tell you how to invest or anything, because I myself don't understand it at all. But I just want to talk about crypto for a second. So cryptocurrency is digital currency. Now, since we're at such an early stage in cryptocurrency, this is why I don't understand because what can you actually purchase with this digital currency? If I own X amount of Bitcoin, what does that actually mean? Because when you go on websites and you buy items and you get them shipped to wherever they are, it's all in Canadian, well, for North America, whatever, for Canada, I'm just going Canadian. It's all in Canadian dollar, right? or most of it's actually USD, and I have to convert it, and then it's more money, so that's annoying. But I haven't really seen anything where you can purchase using Bitcoin, unless I'm just stupid, and that's what I'm saying. I don't understand it yet, right? That's where I'm trying to learn more about it. So I don't really know what it means or how you would use it, what you can buy with it, or if you can exchange the cryptocurrency for a different currency. So if I owned however much Ethereum, I could convert it to Canadian dollars and then that actually makes sense. But then like, would that go into my bank account? Does that go into some online wallet that I can then use to purchase? What I want to know is, could I go to this, could I have however much Bitcoin and then go to the store, go get groceries and then use Apple Pay or my credit card and like that money could be converted and actually put in my bank account or actually put in my, my wallet on Apple Pay? Could I actually pay for something using Bitcoin? Could I actually convert my Bitcoin to... different currency to actually purchase something that's kind of what I want to know and the answer might be super simple And that's where you might be sitting there going oh my goodness this guy's an absolute this guy is nothing going on upstairs it's just it's empty inside the guy's got no brain hey I asked the stupid question so hopefully people can kind of um, um, educate me and educate everybody else so leave a comment somewhere give it a five-star review this podcast first and leave a comment saying yeah, here's a super easy way here's a website that you can use to convert your cryptocurrency over to uh, us dollars and then you can turn it into canadian dollars that'd be great now again one last question that i have and I, sorry that this is just more questions than answers even the answers would probably be wrong can you do you invest in crypto using your normal currency like would i invest in bitcoin like i put x amount of canadian dollars into bitcoin so if Bitcoin as a currency goes up or down or is it like you're buying bitcoin like that's the part that I get confused about or can you do both I know bitcoin's like kind of crazy because it's expensive same with ethereum like it's kind of nuts but how does that work cuz I don't understand with that said cryptocurrency is not very far fetched you might think it is cuz it sounds kind of nuts and like I said it's it's hard to it's hard to understand at first and it's also hard when you ask people questions and they don't really give you good answers. You know, I've done that before I, when I've like asked people stuff. I'm like, so how does this work? And they go, I don't really know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? Why are you doing this if you don't even understand it? Anyways, it's not far-fetched. Think about it like this, very simple terms. All of my money, all, 100% of it is virtual. I don't own... I don't have any cash on me that's a lie I have a dollar I have a loony. so when I go get groceries I can get a get a cart that's the only physical thing that I have for for currency yes I have all these physical assets you know that could be converted for money but I don't have any physical cash everything I have is digital my banking I do through an app when I pay with my credit card I go on the app and I transfer money between accounts right my entire bank account is virtual I don't think that I could go to go to the bank and say hey give me x amount of money all of my bank account money I don't even know if I don't know how that works do the banks even have like that much cash anymore like do, can people still rob banks or is everybody just virtual right now I mean, that's a stupid question. I know that they do have physical cash, but what I'm trying to say is that using cryptocurrency is like the next step, I would say, where it's completely a digital thing, right? It's not, it's not like, oh, see here, I'm so close. I'm on, the verge of, I'm on the verge of understanding. This is gonna sound stupid, but let me just say it. Currency, as in the Canadian dollar and the US dollar, they're all controlled by global markets and stuff, right? But cryptocurrency, who is that owned by? Is that like, how does that work? And I didn't want to sound too stupid, so I didn't want to say anything out of line there. But is that why people like cryptocurrency? Because it's almost they have money that the the market or that the people control the value of? I don't know, I'm gonna stop talking about that because I really don't understand it and I probably just confused everyone. I just confused myself more than I ever have. I'm gonna to relate it to back to gamers now. Gamers, you ready? We've been using also virtual money for years using those online transactions, those micro transactions. That's how all of these developers and game publishers make billions of dollars. Is through these micro transactions. So you might get a free game. Rocket League is free, but in order to get the cool accessories and to you know get to get cool things throughout the seasons, this is what Fortnite started. You want to get the Battle Pass. You want to get the Rocket Pass. You want to get the Call of Duty. I don't even know what it's called. Call of Duty Pass, Season Pass, right? So you might have this free game but if you wanna get the coolest accessories, the coolest customizations, you need to spend money to get it, virtual money. And this is where, I just did it the other day for the first time on Rocket League. You take your actual money and you buy the virtual coins in game that you can then purchase in game cosmetics with, right? In Fortnite, you spend your real money to buy V bucks. And when you have X amount of V bucks, you can buy skins, you can buy this and that. So as people who play video games, this idea of cryptocurrency and everything is essentially second nature because that's what we've always been doing. We take our actual money to buy a certain amount of in-game money and then we use that in-game money to buy things in the video game. Right? So right there, and, and the crazy part about it is that I'll, I'll use it, I'll pay for it online using my digital, <laughs> like using my money that is online to buy money that is in this video game so I can use that in-game video game money to buy things in-game cosmetic stuff. So what I'm trying to say again is that I feel like as gamers and stuff, we have almost like a, an upper hand in just understanding all of this because it's not, it's, it's not that crazy. We buy things online using virtual money we buy things in video games using video game currency right so cryptocurrency is not that far-fetched in my opinion i just don't understand how it works if i understood how it works that'd make it a lot easier but unfortunately this podcast is just about me saying things without an understanding i don't have a second person here right now to say hey you're onto something oh that's completely off it's just me so i don't know if this has been educational or not But I'm just trying to say that all of these exciting things and I mean, potentially scary things happening or whatever your perspective is, gamers have been doing it in our own way for a long time. Let's get off cryptocurrency. Let's talk about the last section here, which is going to be NFTs. And again, I'm going to relate this back to gaming and you'll probably know exactly how I'm going to relate it back. But let's still let's still get into it. So NFT stands for non fungible token. And I'm going to try to explain this in the way that I've been understanding it a little bit. But again, it's very hard to explain. And it's also harder to explain if if somebody doesn't understand like the internet or how that works or anything at all. And I don't even understand early NFTs, but non-fungible token means that you own. So right now, NFTs are basically always either virtual art or they're JPEGs, like they're images online for the most part. And what you do is you mint them. And when you mint them, that means that you're buying them. But I think you can only buy them using cryptocurrency or something like that. So you have, I don't know, see that's where I get confused how to even purchase one or or mint them as, as they call it. So when you mint it, that means you own it. And what that means is you own this image, but you also own everything about that image. You own that coding, you own all of the features to it. That image is yours and yours alone. You own a piece of the internet with that. You can sell it, whatever, but nobody can have what you have. It is unique to you because you own the coding. So if you go to a website and somebody, somebody can't just do, put in your information for it because you own it. Like it, it. The internet knows that you have the rights to this thing. And right now, it's just images and, and virtual art and stuff. But I think down the future, this is what I heard on a podcast very briefly, is that it could be more than that. It could be, hey, everybody who bought who who bought into the Cryos Gaming NFT project, let's say two years down the line, when we're back to fully in-person events, the people who bought our NFTs, we're now giving you access to our first merch drop. We're giving you access to this online, or this virtual, sorry, <laughs> online virtual, no, to this in-person conference that we're holding. All right, And only the people who who bought these NFTs can get it because what they can do now with the NFTs is they can change what it means for you to own that NFT. At least this is what I've been understanding is that the NFT right now, the coding might just say, I own this image and here's all the properties of this image, whatever. But then the people who made that NFT can then go in and give you more access to things. So it could be like, hey, you you bought this NFT. So let's just say for cryus it was a few different variations of the Titan of the Constellations, okay? So, like, we made the cool little um, emotes of Crias, right? And they're all li- a little different because they can't be the same. They're all a little different, whatever. Ten people got them. Ten people own them. Two years down the line, we go into the coding and we say, hey, now you own this image. You also get the a t- one ticket, a free ticket because you purchased this. You get a free ticket to this and then you can now join our virtual event, but nobody else can because they, didn't, they don't have the code that allows them in. Now, again, that might sound stupid. I might be wrong, but I might be right. I don't really know, but that's what I was kind of understanding when I was learning a little bit about it is that it can unlock more opportunities down the line. Now, a common argument is since they're all images, people can just screenshot, they can take pictures and go, I also own that NFT. You know what I mean? So, so if you right now, and some of these are absurd, absurd amount of monies, amount of monies, absurd amounts of money. It's actually mind-boggling. I don't even understand how some of these cost so much. But you could go out onto any of these websites because you can see the NFTs, and you could just screenshot it, and then you go, "Oh, hey, sweet, I own it," but you don't. You own a screenshot of it, but it's not so much the art that matters. It's because the person has the coding that the internet recognizes as them being the sole owner of it, the unique owner of whatever this said object is. You could go up to a picture of the Mona Lisa, take a picture of it. You don't own the Mona Lisa, right? It's, it's in a physical place. This is where I think people get confused because like a physical assets you can take pictures of and you don't own, but when it gets, and, and it's understood, but when it's virtual, then people don't get it because they're like, well, I can make it my profile picture and stuff. And it's like, well, you can, but you don't own it. So you can't do the amount of things that this person can, and you you know they could sell it and make a lot of money if it gets to that point where you know the NFT is worth a lot when they put it on a marketplace. So, I guess another example too. Like I could take money, I could take a picture of a hundred dollar bill, and then, and people could screenshot that and everything, but nobody actually has the monetary value of that. Only I do because I actually have the the hundred dollar bill in front of me, right? So I could take the, that hundred dollar bill, take a picture of it, put it online and then other people could screenshot that $100 bill. So sure, they all have $100 bills, but there's nothing attached to it. It's just an image. I actually have the $100 bill. I have the the monetary worth of the $100 bill. I don't know if I explained that properly, but that that came to me this morning. I was like, well, that might be a good comparison. So I don't know. That's just it. I know that's another physical asset, right? So. That's where, again, there might be that that confusion, but it could be the same thing. If I have an NFT and I put it up somewhere and somebody takes a screenshot, that's great, but I actually own it, so I have the rights to sell it, and who knows if that can unlock in the future if I own this coding, because I own it. So it might unlock new opportunities. All right, maybe this will all go bust and it's just a way for scam artists to scam their fans and for fake influencers to make a bunch of money and then dip. So that's also the thing that I want to say to kind of to wrap this up before I talk about the gamers is just be careful out there with NFTs because the way that it kind of works, at least to my understanding, again, is in order to like make money off it, you have to be, you have to have a following or a lot of NFTs and sell them for very little. But if you sell enough, you'll be fine. Or you have to have really good marketing, you know. And you just have to be careful. It's so new and it's such like a a. a Keyword right now one of those hot topics where everybody's talking about nft this nft that Just be careful, please because there's a ton of scam artists out there There's even a lot of bigger influencers who have been scamming their their uh, their fans and stuff by trying to you know I don't even know how it all works But I've seen tons of stuff about it where people are just getting scammed left right and center a lot of people are truthful a lot of People have made really good money And I'm sure you can too. just be careful Do your research and if something's too good to be true, it probably is. So don't get scammed. Now, again, before I end this podcast, relating this to gamers, the whole idea of having NFTs, which again, for the sake of the, uh, the um, conversation, we're going to say this, these are just cosmetic, right? So whether that's a custom picture, custom art, whatever it is. Gamers, we've been doing this. As people who play video games, When we use our online video game currency to buy custom skins, custom goal explosions for Rocket League, custom wheels in Rocket League, custom um, gun wraps in Call of Duty. That's what we've been doing now. Imagine if NFTs make it into the video game space where you can own an NFT. So you own, let's say in Rocket League, you own a custom car. That nobody or a custom skin on the car, right? Like the the decals. You own that and nobody else does. Fortnite, you own a certain type of skin, a certain costume, if you will. For those who don't play the the game might not understand what I mean by skins, but you own that and it is yours, and the game recognizes that you out of a million players, the only one who has this custom skin because you went you bought that NFT and they've incorporated it. So I don't think that that idea of NFTs is that far-fetched because, like I said, we are already purchasing skins, but the difference is that every, anybody can go in and buy that exact same skin. Anybody can go in and buy blueprints in, in Rocket League to get gold explosions. You could have a million people using the same exact gold explosion, but if they incorporate NFTs into it, which again means that you own it, it cannot be replicated, only you, once you purchase it, can, can sell it or, or do anything to it. That means that i would be the only one in rocket league who has this goal explosion because it is mine and if somebody really really wanted it which again in game you can do trading and stuff who knows what if there was a way where i could say okay i will sell you this so you get the rights to it and everything and then i get this either amount of money crypto or we do a trade and then whatever i don't know how that would work but that's what i'm saying is is again we buy things online in video games and nfts would just be the way to make it even more custom it'd be the way to, to Make it so you're the only one who owns something in game. And like I said, for now it's all cosmetic, but who knows what that could be down, you know, in the future. I don't know. I can't predict the future. I'm also not that inverse inver- in inversed? Well versed, I think I was trying to say. In this whole space, I'm just starting out learning about it. But I just want to say that I think it's exciting and I think it's also uh what's the what's the word that I'm trying to say? I think it's on Un- what am I trying to say? Not irresponsible, but it's almost a negative thing or or whatever you want to say. If you don't want to learn about it, or if you just think it's stupid and, and aren't aren't gonna do anything to, to even open your mind to it, to educate yourself about it at all. Only reason I say that is just because whether you like it or not, this is the way the internet's moving. You know, technology has Been crazy and it's blown up and it's moved so fast That I don't don't want anybody to be left behind, you know That's why I'm kind of trying to learn about it a little bit I'm not saying it's like you have to learn everything you need to know about crypto You have to turn all of your Canadian dollars into Ethereum, or you're gonna be left behind by society I don't mean like that. I don't mean like that crazy or anything. I just mean I Just I I I don't want people to be left behind That's essentially it. I know I said that three times in a row But it's just because this is the way that it looks like things are moving You know and everybody here who's listening probably has a grandparent who doesn't have the internet they don't understand what any of that means and they're just so out of touch with reality and it's kind of funny because everything that i've been talking about is virtual reality so therefore the more you're in touch with virtual reality the more out of touch you are with reality that is the end of the podcast i hope you enjoyed i hope it wasn't too confusing i hope that i somewhat explained it and like i said at the beginning of the podcast i i just wanted to try to open the conversation and you know tweet me at vertical rooster leave a five-star review or, or comment on this i just want to get the conversation started i want people to kind of educate me in a sense and then i can educate others or have conversations i'd love to have on the, a future guest on the podcast who's a part of one of these companies or is an nft artist or or someone like that so that way there would be somebody else to help explain it. And then I could ask these questions and hopefully get answers. But for right now, I just wanted to start the conversation, open the conversation, and just kind of talk about what the internet could become and how us as gamers, in a way, have been doing this for years and how we understand it. And we should therefore be embracing this new move in the internet, even though it might not quite be there yet. I think that will be the new norm in the future where we just hop into things. And I'm getting some random phone call from 188, 811 22 scam artist right now on my cell phone as I was trying to look at my notes. So that's great. Okay. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, I'm not going to give any Christ updates in this episode just because I'm waiting. We've had a lot of meetings. Let me just say this. We've had a lot of meetings. We're working on a really cool project. Well, a couple of them technically. Well, one of them I can say because it's on Twitter. Um, We're going to be for BLCS. We're going to be in the Winter Classic the end of january um i don't really know how it works yet but i think that we're going to run streams on cryos and then it's going to be there's gonna be like watch parties and stuff for people in blcs again i don't really know how it all works but that was announced so i can kind of say that it's kind of cool though it'll be nice and i'll give more information as it comes up and that'll be on our, our twitch channel at the end of january so in like a month and a bit but we're also working on some really cool projects been in lots of conversations with uh Quite a few people. Alex and I have been meeting all the time. It's kind of exciting. We've been feeling a lot more motivated recently and uh been talking with a lot of people who keep us motivated as well. And that's what you need. If you're ever feeling down or if you're ever feeling non-motivated, just talk to other people in the space, whatever space that is you're in. Just talking to people helps helps drive things forward. That's why this podcast is great, because I can just blab for forty five minutes and you never know what's gonna happen. You never know who's gonna hear this and get inspired. Or just think, oh my goodness, this guy, this guy, this guy is an absolute moron. Whichever way. Hey, I can't control the perception of myself via the internet. Okay, that's all. I've just been talking randomly for the past 46 minutes. Not really. Sort of. Whatever your perception is. Okay, thanks for listening. And I'll see you next week on the Lucky Dip Podcast.